You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Random Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. Uh, my AKA for today is a bitch is tired of me, the bitch. And I'm joined by my friend and my co-host. Uh, hey everybody, it's Candace. You know me on all social media. It's not so newly at PC. Um, I don't do I have an AK today? I do have an AK today. I don't care about them white folks court case. I do not care about Johnny Depp and that uh that that woman. They were abusive to each other, and now they're just trying to see who could get the most money for being abusive pieces of shit is where is is what i gather from that okay johnny depp don't have no neck no more and this lady i don't know who she is but keep them off my tv screen i feel like there was better shit to put on my tv this week than a battle of the abusers court case okay well the only reason this even back again is because johnny need to sue because he broke because he out because he already done lost the case like several times because they was like, nigga, like we literally had, it's not defamation to call you an abuser because there is evidence of your abuse. So that's the only, yeah. that's the only reason it's back up. Yeah. <laughs> they could put it back down. Um, <laughs> and We about to get into these shows. We're not going to keep you off for too long today. We are about to head right into Black Ink New York. Big Fish, we giving you a pass because I know it's some shit brewing in the rest of this season. This was a light episode. Felt like the transition episode when shit is about to get real. But what I, what I want to talk majority about is why y'all acting like Teddy is Denzel Washington? <laughs> It was a lot. Denzel Couchington, because you are, in fact, (laughs) you are, in fact, a nigga who has made his come up on this show by just sitting on the couch, keeping keeping shit going. I would say this season is probably the most you have not been messy and chaotic and fucking on people all through the shop. But congratulations for saying bacon grease in the movie. Um, he, I think he was in like true to the game part two. If he was in part one, I for sure ain't see him because me and Mike watched true to the game one on Netflix for one of those horribly awful movie nights where you just make fun of everything in a fucking movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember seeing Teddy. So it had to be the part two. Mm-hmm. There's no way it was the part one. They were both the, the black ink. Uh, crew, no pun intended, they was performing better than Teddy's performance in the actual movie. I also want to say we have given Seeds his roses this season and I still stand by the fact that he has shown much better leadership and ability to run businesses and manage people than we've seen in years prior. However, this motherfucker always gets jealous when people are doing some shit that don't revolve around putting money in his pocket and I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that. Every time somebody have a venture outside of Black Ink, you lose your fucking marbles. You is not the only bag these motherfuckers can get. You are not the only bag they should get. Right. These motherfuckers been on our TV screens too long to not be having access to other forms of of streams of income. I mean, Teddy said it in one of his confessionals, like, and they've experienced it in the pandemic, like, tattooing can stop. And if tattooing or being involved in the Black Ink brand is the only source of a bag that you have, like if that goes away, like and stuff, you know, when the pandemic first started, then what you gonna do? Because the bills ain't gonna stop. Hello? Everybody had to make a way out of no way during the pandemic. So you should, you more than anybody should applaud their ability to have other streams of income that don't include you getting PPP loans to keep them afloat. (laughs) Right. Um, I'm not, I don't, like I said, I haven't seen the version he was in, but a check is a check and all jokes, all jokes aside and acting talent aside, get a check, get a bag. Good for you, Teddy. Um, young Bay's mom is back. That's cool. Yeah. Also just, in that, I did not realize cause uh, the dude she talking to, when have because he said no i think it was bay that said this when we talked to her mama since when have they implemented the rule 
that producers and cast members can't date? Has that always been a thing? Um, I I believe so. It's part of like fraternizing because as you saw when Candy and Todd started dating, um, Todd had to stop working with the production crew for Atlanta. Um, I, I, I okay. I well, yeah, yeah that's, that's, I didn't know that because because uh, Todd was working for the pro- the production crew. Yeah. And as soon as him and Candy went public, he was no longer working for the production crew. So I'm I'm gl- I'm guessing at some point it's a it's a conflict of interest. Yeah. Potentially. Um to okay. which I guess I'm not giving up no TV bag for love. Right? I'm so I'm so sorry. I I'm so sorry. I'm not giving up no bag working in TV production for love. Right. For young Bay at that. Like All right. Not but, and it's not to say she unattractive. She just got some shit with her, and I wouldn't jeopardize no money for her. Um, yeah, Rock, just, how the fuck you chew your whole tooth out? I, on a fork, nigga. How, first of all, who? How do you bite a fork? Why? The, yeah, why are you biting forks? Are you a pit bull? The you stupid. The food came in that goddamn good. Yeah, dog, buddy. That was that was a a lot. Hello. Oh yeah. no, this was a this was a light episode. Uh, that's really all I had is that I just kind of get tired of seeing Caesar wanting everybody to be stagnant but him. It's up for him. It's up for the Black Ink brand, but it's never a sense of support for his other business partners and his other staff. Yeah. You you I- can't be the only one that want to drive a G-Wagon and wear Gucci shoes. Other no. niggas want a bag too. Not only that, nigga, you are doing this about opening a black ink in Milwaukee, nigga. No shade, but Milwaukee? I, mm. And you think Teddy's supposed to want to go live in fucking Milwaukee of all places? <laughs> nigga, Ted got a choice of Atlanta and Milwaukee, and you think he gonna choose Milwaukee? <laughs> Boy! <laughs> you you sound dumb. You about dumb as you look. Um, We saw... If it wasn't if it wasn't Sky, I would have had more to say. But we saw you do something similar when Sky started trying to open her own businesses outside of the Black Ink brand, and you were really nasty about that. And that was pretty much, you know, yeah. a, a huge rift in y'all relationship. Um, but stop doing that. Stop doing that. It's enough money in this world, and uh, enough Black people that get shut out from making that money that you should really be happy to see people around you having their own thing independent of Black Ink. Especially because when it's Because ultimately, not... you... go ahead, we finna be on the same page, friend. Go it, on and say it. Especially if it's not trivializing Black Ink. Like, if it's, a con- if it's like something that's legitimately like a conflict of interest or to have a negative impact on, the, on Black Ink and the Black Ink brand, that's one thing. But literally none of this stuff negatively impacts Black Ink. So what the hell is the problem? Yeah, and and I'm gonna be honest. They the people around you have enough respect to go into uh, business ventures out completely outside of tattooing in that industry, right? With as much knowledge as Teddy has of tattooing, by way of you and being on this show, he could open up his own shop and run it, right? Instead of being but on he, y'all, he's... instead of being on y'all couch, he'll be on his own couch. <laughs> But he's not doing that. And like Jeremy said, it doesn't impact the business negatively. And at the end of the day, which we've seen you do before, when all the shit hits the fan, you are always sure to let people know that Black Ink is your shit. Right. So, yeah, I don't see how you constantly upset at people venturing out on their own when you've made it crystal clear that at the end of the day, Black Ink is yours. So... I mean, get off the gas. Yeah, get off the gas. Don't be a crab in a barrel. Right. I mean, your lips look like they got pinched by a crab, but that's neither here nor there. Be be supportive of the people who are supportive of you. And let's be honest, Teddy has been one of your biggest supporters. And and honestly, not even a yes-man supporter. We've seen him pull you to the side when you down bad. And you fucking up. So he the last person you should be questioning about moves he making to better himself and his financial situation. That's all we saying. Listen, um, he got he got to afford that BBL some kind of way, just like you did. See, stop being a hater. Um. So 
Black in Compton. This was an interesting episode for quite a few reasons. I just want to say. We finally um, got to see Cat. We finally get to see Cat, and she looks good. She looks really good. Let me tell you something. Sometimes you don't understand why shit is going the way it's going, but sometimes you just got, got to go with it. Because Cat took her ass to LA, opened up her own shop, got her NFL player, got engaged, and had an adorable baby. All of which you don't know would have ever happened had you stayed back in Chicago trying to fight a war that didn't need to be fought with Ryan and Nymag. Yes. Sometimes sure. it's a situation is not meant to be your forever thing and Kat's living proof of that. Still one of the coldest in the tattoo industry. And it was nice to see her pour into Nessie and give her what she had not gotten at I Am. Agreed. And you can see the difference between Cat's Enigma and KP's I Am. Two totally different environments. As the preview show, yes, there's still going to be drama with the previous employee, but the way Cat is handling things is, is totally different from KP. And I'm glad that Nessie is able to get a, good, a guest spot at a super thriving tattoo shop with amazing artists who want to help her learn and want to help her become the best version of a tattoo artist that she could be. Yeah, she is. She, she finally around some professionals. For sure. For sure. Because, because meanwhile, back at the other ranch. Um, Barbie and Bone. I'm going to tell y'all, like, I've I've read and heard and been told and even say myself, and putting, trying to get engaged as a Band-Aid for a fucked up relationship is not going to fix that relationship. Marriage is not a Band-Aid for a shaky foundation. The house still going to crumble. If the foundation fucked up, it don't matter what you build on it. It's not going to be solid. Um, but I was glad to see Barbie walk away. You... Cheating does not have to be a deal breaker for everybody. But when you forgive somebody and when somebody seeks your forgiveness without changed actions is all useless and Bone seems to have not changed any of his actions. He's still cheating as he admitted. He's still playing in her face. He don't want to change. So that engagement ring don't mean shit. And I'm glad you gave it back. And I'm glad you took your power back and I'm glad you got the fuck on. Nigga name Bone. Yeah, that's just his nickname. I don't know his real name, but it's just you don't want to be there. And like she said, just say that. If you want to move on, just say that. Focus on co-parenting, but don't be sitting in that woman's face wasting her time. If that's not where you want to be, if that's not where you happy at. And then you know what I hate. When motherfuckers gaslight people about why they cheated, well, you won't, you won't do this, that, or the third for me. Why would she want to do anything for you when you can't keep your dick in your pants? Hello, let's get to the root. Why you think? Why you think you deserve her support, her kindness, her energy, her her passion, her compassion, and you can't even be faithful? Hmm. Why would she pour into you when all you do is empty her? She pouring into you and you should be pouring into her and then y'all both are full, but you want her to pour into you and you're not giving anything back because you're giving it to all these other women. Go be with them women. Leave her alone. Let her heal. Let her move on. Y'all focus on co-parenting and call it a day. Barbie is an attractive woman. Yeah. Hey, she ain't no shortage on her getting attention. And not even that, she... She j- allow her the space to heal since you don't want to be there. Cause it's not cheating if you say if you in a relationship you could be single and you could do what you want to do how you want to do it when you want to do it. You, but you know what that is, friend. That's that manipulation shit. Don't don't want to be there, but don't want nobody else to be there. Yep. Cause if he leave, somebody else gonna walk in that door. Mm-hmm. You know, niggas who love to cheat love to cheat on their women, but don't want their their woman to. Uh be uh in, engaged in any other kind of potential then is then it's world war world war three well it's like well if you would have just kept your dick in your pants 
and well, pour it in and pour it into your woman. We're in things. People outgrow each other. It, it, that it happens. That's true. People outgrow relationships, decide that they're not happy there anymore. They're not getting what they need. But the difference is you you feel that way and you stayed and you occupied her time and her space, even put a ring on her finger just to keep doing the same thing when you could have said, I love you. I always have love for you. We share a child together, but I'm not fulfilled in this relationship. And I know if I'm not fulfilled, I'm not giving you my best, which means you're not fulfilled. We need to go our separate ways. You deserve a space to heal and, and not have me playing in your face. So good for you, Barbie. Good for you for standing up for yourself. Good for you for choosing yourself. Good for you for speaking your mind. All of that. Also, speaking of Barbie, her and the girl from the food truck sat down and had a conversation. And I feel like the girl from the food truck, I can't remember her name, Treasure or some shit like that. It's starting to realize that KP is on some bullshit. I would hope that she would realize it. I would hope. Because you sat down with Barbie, had a conversation, wasn't no beef there, never was. She was never coming to you to, to talk down on KP. But as a friend, if KP is still your friend and you are a woman, a black woman on top of that, you should have an issue with knowing how he treats other black women when he's on the outs with them. And just in and general. that's and that's that's what we've been saying since the season started back up. We don't have a problem with KP choosing not to have anything to do with Barbie or any of the other ladies, but when he interacts with them, he is unnecessarily disrespectful, condescending, and belittling to those women. Right. Women that look women that look like the women in his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can walk issue. away without doing all of that. That's 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 kid shit. And you can walk I, away. What have I been preaching? Friend? What have I been preaching? KP acts like a fucking toddler. He acts like a, he acts like a motherfucker that's in high school. Yep. That is not you you cannot be a successful like leader, professional, business owner, etc., moving like you in fucking middle school. There's a way to handle things, even if it doesn't go right. Like you said, it's a way to handle things with 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 decorum. KP don't demonstrate that. And I'm not trying to be messy here, but I feel like this is a good example. Somebody that Jeremy and I both know, when Jeremy decided that the friendship was toxic and it no longer served him. And it just felt like he was always being pulled into mess because of this person. Jeremy quietly walked away from the friendship. Jeremy wasn't all on social media, disrespecting this lady, you know, going to mile to berate her. Jeremy, I just hit me who you talking about. Continue. <laughs> Jer- Jeremy left the friendship alone and it was what it was. Period. You can end friendships without all that doing that other shit. So what KP is doing to me is just letting me know that he doesn't have problem solving skills. He doesn't have good management skills. He doesn't lead by example. It's just weird. Now... The Barbie situation, not Barbie, the uh, star situation. Yes. This is a thing where two things are true at the same time. KP wrong and star wrong. Star wrong because how are you the manager of my shop? I tell you, we're going to be holding auditions and interviews for new artists and you don't bring one viable candidate to the situation as my shop manager. That's fucking weird. That is not how being a manager works. 
You absolutely were supposed to. And then was negative about every artist that everybody else brought to the table. Oh, I don't see no potential here. You didn't bring none here either. Now we've talked about how prior to the shop opening back up, how much could you manage because the shop wasn't open. But the minute the shop is open, you got a job to do. And that includes bringing new talent to the table because y'all have lost what, two, three artists? Yeah. She didn't have one candidate at those interviews. Not one, a single one. Not Nan. That absolutely is an example of you not doing what you were hired to do. Right. It just feels like, and, you know, on, on some parts of it, you know, obviously we criticize KP and Tim um, for their lack of business acumen, but it seems like not too many on this show have it because how do you not have no artists lined up for the opening? weird like how do you not have any artists lined up for this for these open interviews like they managed to find the girl who did a lot of nipsey hustle tattoos so you couldn't bring nobody to the table right just weird weird and it makes me wonder like what are y'all doing with y'all resources or i maybe lack thereof i don't damn know but this this is just a very how do i say this Ain't no way I could say it other than this. This is just a very janky way to open, especially something that y'all have been pushing that, you know, this is, you know, this is for the city. You know, we comped and all this, this, that, and third. Well, y'all not showing it. Which I'm for sure going to touch on some other part of that, too. And on the other hand, why do y'all keep trying to dictate who these people could be friends with outside of the shop? Where is an HR professional when you need them? Hello. Thank you. That is fucking illegal. Unless they are linking up with people to do harm to the shop and the business, you cannot dictate and fire and belittle and berate people in the workplace because they are friends with some people that you are no longer friends with. Right. Because what does that have to do with the business? And I'm not even, we've already established again, as Jeremy just said, that KP and Tim are toddlers and they act like children. But that aside, professionally, legally, you cannot dictate who people can be friends with outside of the workplace. Mm -hmm. You just can't. Yeah, which that's which is funny, right? Because we 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 saw this in Black Ink, um, like Black Ink, Chicago. like Chicago, and also in New York when Puma and um C's were still at odds. And they yep. had to cut that shit out because, like you said, legally they can't do that. And now, granted, this is still a you know TV show, so some kind you know some segue is given you know just a little bit, but still, like you can't do that. So what did they do? They found other ways to bring us you know drama and entertainment without like literally violating some HR shit. Exactly. Because it it's like. It... Look, Unless they are literally writing like "fuck I am" and trying to like tarnish our brand or steal money or something, other than that, if it's not any of that, nigga, these are grown ass people who can be friends with whoever the hell they want to. Exactly. Like, please get off the gas with that. And again, this is a one sided beef. One sided. Lamille's like one sided. Hey, Lamille, like, hey man, look, whatever y'all got going on, that's cool. I'm finna try to open my shop. Like, no, no matter how you cut the cake, nobody is doing anything wrong for having dealings outside of the shop with people that y'all are no longer cool with. It's not illegal. It's not cause for termination. It will get you a nice little lawsuit pending. <laughs> so y'all should really, really really bring in an HR professional in this brand to help with those type of things. 
Just to cover your own ass, if anything. Hello? Just to cover your own ass. Hey, you saw um fucking not granted it was a fucking head case. Um and I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that they got somebody like actual HR to do it. But hell, even C's made made um Sky the head of HR at one point. Which was yeah, yeah. which lower, but you know, again, I'm pretty sure they got like an actual real one now. But you know, I'm just saying, like somebody need to come in for confidence. This shit is ridiculous. Um Lemire is an example. Lemire is the total opposite of bone, right? Lemire's fiance said that they had some issues with infidelity in the past and Lemire expressed uh, his desire to work things out, do better, be better, and so on and so forth. I think he's a good example of what it means to do better and be better, right? He went and he sat down with his fiance and he had a talk with her about what will be best moving forward, not just for them financially, but home life balance she said i don't think it's the right time to open up a shop and he said you're right it's not the right time you are finding immense success in happy ice maybe you could do something to to tattoo somewhere just you by yourself for private clients or something but as a whole your home life is going to suffer if you take on one more business venture and you see how postpartum depression really took a toll on your fiance after the first child so you need to be very present as she prepares for the birth of y'all second child and i appreciate you taking a step back from the things you really want to accomplish and saying, Hey, you, my kids, my home life, they matter more than these businesses. I would like to open up right now. Yeah. And keyword right now, like not forever, put it on the shelf just right now. Yeah. Just right now. Like maybe push back six months to a year till y'all establish a rhythm get the necessary necessary resources in place for you to be able to open up your own tattoo shop. Yeah. You're probably, you're, yeah, it'll come, especially when you making good money with happy ice. Y'all, y'all is booked as busy. Y'all booked and busy. Happy ice is. I even went to the Instagram, the happy ice Instagram. They've been doing um, brand deals with liquor companies to have a boozy version of happy ice. Ooh, that's good. That's good. So the money is coming. So eventually, like if if once she has this baby, y'all decide y'all want to bring in some outside help, like a nanny, you know, a home, you know, a, a in-home caregiver and stuff like that to put things into place so that you can you she can have the help she needs and you can have the freedom to further your business uh portfolio. That's the thing, too. But you included her in that decision. You did not make no big decisions by yourself. Yeah. So I I really enjoy seeing that from Lemire. Um, But I want to finish out. Let me tell you something. I don't feel sorry for Nessie in this short situation. And I do think KP is a crab in a barrel. But I also think that you are totally a shitty person as a woman to be going this hard to tattoo a known and legally documented abuser. Fran, what did you say? Um, you kind of broke up on my hand. Oh, I said um, that Nessie is a shitty person for going this hard to tattoo Columbus Short, who is a known oh, yes. and legally documented abuser. Yes, 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 yes absolutely. He is an abuser. Was not. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. You had no business tattooing him or his lady. If I'm gonna be honest, and I know it's easier than said that easier said than done when you need the money, but all money ain't good money. That man has basically lost his whole career and is doing uh, cheesy uh, black movies made out of made from books. 
<laughs> because of his history, because of his history of abuse. I know this that man went funny, from he went no. from scandal to to nothing. Mm-hmm. Not a fan. KP is a crab in a barrel. That man don't like you. You had no business linking up with Columbus Short, knowing that that's his friend. And you you kind of played yourself. I told you the situation. You should have just said no, period. Right. Well, no situation to tell. You shouldn't want to, you shouldn't want to tattoo abusers. I was about to say, especially when Columbus, like that shit is like public knowledge. Yeah, legally. Mm-hmm. Nasty work. Nasty, very. Uh, that's that's it. Let's let's go. Let's round it out with Huntsville. Got some words for everybody involved. I guess I'm starting. I'm starting with Destiny. You are being fucking weird. You are being fucking weird. You are being weird. Why are you consistently going to people that you know Melody does not rock with in any capacity and having conversations about her, good, bad, or indifferent? That is fucking weird to do while talking yourself as somebody's friend. I feel like this that don't make no sense to me. You're right, uh, and I also feel like, I, and maybe this is just me, and I might be alone. This I feel like Destiny is doing this because she don't really have no damn storyline. She don't have no storyline because I believe LeBarrett got a gag order on her, and she can't talk about that divorce. So <laughs> she's gag. drumming up the <laughs> gag order. Yeah. She is trying. <laughs> yeah. She is trying to drum up chaos and calamity in any way possible because what what advice could a man who cheated on your supposed friend give you about dealing with her when they on the outs he has not does not still does not respect melody hope in any capacity what can he tell you about her and you and you and Martel sitting up talking about y'all longtime friends. Y'all knew each other before Mel was in the picture. So why y'all so upset that Mel don't want nothing to do with people that's still very close to Martel? Yep. And before people start in, well, he be around the other ladies. He be around because they husbands invite him. But Kimmy, Tisha, Stormy. Tiffany, whoever else, nobody outside of Destiny is personally that close to Martell but her. Kimmy is not doing Kimmy is not doing pop-ups at Martell's apartment. Martell do not just pop up at Kimmy and Maurice's house while Maurice not there. Tisha don't want nothing to do with Martell. Don't even want him to buy back into scope. Yeah, it's, it's not the same. Like, yes, they are friends, but it's a different level with him and Destiny. Absolutely. The the other the wives are cordial with Martel at best on the basis of their husbands. They do not have personal friendships with Martel out, outside of their husbands. Uh, well, at least not to the level that they used to. Because I do think there is they Except for Tisha, I think it's obviously Tisha, but I do think Kimmy and I do think Kimmy like has a relationship with Martel on she some level. Barely, she don't even want to invite him to uh, Jalen's housewarming. She chose to invite Mel over inviting Martel, and they could. I, the one thing I wish though Kimmy would stop doing is saying Martel is a good person and got a good heart. Nobody who treats their wife like that has a good anything. <laughs> that woman was an extension of him. That woman gave him four kids. That woman built businesses with him and he still shit it all over her. He's not a good guy. He's not a good person because the one person that he should hold up the highest, he treated her the shittiest. There's see, nothing good a, about him. And see, that's what, but see, that's what I'm saying though, friend. I don't think she say shit like that if they don't have some type of relationship. I'm not saying it's a, yeah, big, a but, big one. But, no, you know. yeah, I know what you're saying, but I don't think you can compare her 
cordialness, her being cordial and an acquaintance to Martell with Destiny, who they both told we've been knowing each other oh, for no, years. No, no, no. We went to high school. Oh, I, I absolutely agree. I was saying, like, because you were saying uh, some people was like, you know, what about the other wives? That's what I was. No, we. we oh agree. yeah, I'm no. Yeah. Oh no, I'm just saying you can't. Cause you can't even yeah. try that. It's not comparable. Destiny. And Destiny talk about well, people still friends with my ex, knowing that we went through. You can't even compare that because we don't know what caused the end of your marriage. But we saw in real time this man having multiple outside children with another woman. I mean, it, not only that, no shade, but I'll shade. Girl, who the cares about who the fuck cares about LeBaron? Especially when you won't open up about what happened. And you got all this to say about Mel not being a good friend, but you're here to hold divorce from your good friend. You didn't have to tell everybody. You didn't have to tell the whole cast. You hid it completely, even from Mel. But want to talk about village and community. You're being really weird. You're fishing for a storyline and you're using Mel to do it. And it's shitty and it's trashy. And I absolutely still agree with Mel that you can't, you have lied talking about Mel don't hit you up. Mel don't reach out and Mel brought receipts and you still are telling the same lie. Well, you got to commit to it. I absolutely agree with Mel's decision to fall back from you because you got for you to maintain a friendship with Martel, knowing how he carries on, you got some of those same tendencies and traits, and we seeing it in real time with you lying. You just kind of a liar, and it's weird. And I stand on the fact that again, if I don't like somebody, and Jeremy know I don't like that person. And I don't fuck with that person, but I'm not trying to dictate their relationship with that person. The only thing I expect is that when Jeremy is hanging out with that person, my name not be brought up, period. Not good, not bad, not anything in the middle. Don't discuss me at all. I thought that was common knowledge in friendships. Right. I don't dictate who my friends could be friends with. Yeah, some of my friends may be cool with people I don't necessarily care for, but I don't dictate that. I just expect a certain level of respect and loyalty and boundaries and that just don't discuss me at all with somebody that I don't fuck with and who may not fuck with me. That's not asking too much. That's to be easy. Agreed. So yeah, Destiny, you being fucking weird. And you gave us another example of why we see why Mel don't fuck with you. Because you went directly to Martell. What can Martell tell you about Melody Holt in present day? Because a lot of the a lot of the chaos and a lot of the dissension between Mel and Martell was was created by Martell. So wh- what do you expect him to tell you about his ex-wife? Which also, glad that you, which also, shout out to producers uh, the producer to when they rolled that flat because to your point like why do you think Martel would be honest about you and they did that um that um that flashback to destiny you know holding him accountable for some of his actions and him br- brushing brushing her off which again i say and i have been beating this drum uh, uh, as well why are you still friends with this nigga when he disrespects you exactly Exactly. When, when you try to be a friend to him and hold him accountable while still being his friend, he talks to you all kind of crazy in the old kind of way and just brushes off. Yeah, I told you, you, you was taking up for her and look how she doing you and blah, blah, blah. Like the thing is, I don't have to be friends with nobody I want to be friends with. And I do absolutely agree that Mel got some really, really valid reasons for keeping Destiny at arm's length. Destiny is looking kind of snaky in the light. Okay. Real sneaky, snaky in the light. You didn't be for you didn't want to be friends with Tisha until you and until Mel wasn't being the type of friend you thought she should be to you. Then you started a, a budding friendship with Tisha. You want to continue to be best of friends with Martel and think Mel should be okay with that. That man raggedy as hell. I'm side-eyeing any woman who wants to be friends with Martel. 
No, you the weird one, Destiny. And you ain't got no storyline, so you trying to build one off mail back. Um, I want to talk about Wanda, Tisha, and this Kiki situation. And and, and ultimately, well, before we get there, let's get Lewis and Tiffany out the way. Um, I do understand Lewis' feelings about Tiffany icing him out of something as important as being finding and trying to meet with her biological dad, especially when you brought him into the fold and want, and wanted him to be the su- supportive. And you kind of say, ah, well, nigga, fuck that. I'm going to just go with Melody. I, my feelings would be a little hurt too. That's some something that's really big. That's a huge journey to embark on and ask your husband to be on that journey with you and then toss him to the side. Like, you know, I, I, that don't need to be a girl's trip, if we being honest. Can you take the people that you feel are most supportive of you? Absolutely. But trying to turn it into some girl's trip, I don't think it needs to be that. If you want to take male, fine. But I still think you should have allowed your husband to be a part of such a huge journey in your life. And then the way you went about it was just kind of like, well, I know I asked you, but mm, never mind. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Something weird about Tiffany to me. I, I've I've been trying to give her a fair chance. I don't really like her. She... Like, I wonder, do she got Asperger's or something? Because she don't pick up on social cues well. <laughs> That's hilarious. I don't I feel like her and also Lewis but more so her I feel like they are trying to find their footing on this show because I'm pretty sure like they they because I mean they talked about it on the reunion like you know fans you know like us and just people who watch the show are just kind of like they don't really fit and they're kind of odd. And I feel like they're trying to find a, a way to fit in. Like they, they're trying to come with storylines and come with things to kind of make us give a fuck about them, but it's not giving, it's, it didn't give what they thought it gave, if that makes sense. And it, to, I would, to be honest, they would be more interesting if Tiffany stopped trying so hard to fit in with the ladies. I, yes. Like I, yes. I, I am totally interested in her journey to find her biological dad, but now I'm not interested because I feel like she's using it for a moment. Like I feel like the cameras would have filmed if it was just her and Lewis embarking on this journey, but I feel like she totally disregarded her husband's feelings in this situation to have more of a moment by including Mel in it. Because Mel is going to make sure the cameras are there since she's one of the executive producers. There, there you go. Yeah. There you go. That's what it is. Um, I, Wanda, Kiki, and Tisha. And Mel. Mel, this is where I'm finna drag you. Again, and we say it, almost weekly when it comes to Mel and Martell we siding with Mel every time when it comes to Mel and Tisha you don't necessarily have our support because you do vindictive shit you do mean girl shit and then you hide your hand as we found out when Wanda and Kiki sat down and had that conversation and Wanda was dressed like Mr. Brown I was looking for Cora to jump out any minute and start singing that's enough. Medea, somebody to show up. I don't know. But as we found out, Kiki and Tisha have always had a strained relationship since they were kids. Since teenagers, they have not ever really gotten along. There's always been some type of rivalry. There's always been some type of mess and some type of bullshit with them. Yeah. And so male you bringing Kiki on this show was vindictive. 
Not only and it that, was a dig at Tisha. And you on, need to stand up in that. Not only that, I would also like to bring up, because remember that conversation in, early in the episode with Mel and uh, when she Mel, when she met up with uh, Kimmy and... Uh, and Lyad talking about and, she don't, she don't, they don't sit around talking about Tisha. She been friends with Kiki and right, bullshit. Like, All lying. bullshit. They literally rolled that footage back. You brought Tisha up at the Christmas party and ask Kiki to chime in. And this is why I say, Kiki, you vindictive and you trifling too, because you would, they wouldn't have put, Mel wouldn't have put me in the middle of shit with my cousin. I would have been like, hey, that whatever goes on between Tisha and Marceau, that, that's their business. I'm not privy to their marriage and that's the way that it should be. I don't know what they have going on. I don't know what they discuss. I do not put myself in that aspect of her life. And I would have cut it right there. So you do have some smoke on your chest with Tisha. And I do feel like it again. And I hate I have to agree with Wanda, but I do feel like it's jealousy. And I do feel like you finally found a way to try to get some get back for Tisha telling your business to Mel many, many years ago. And you did just that, but I need you to stand up in it. Because if you and Tisha have discussed this situation. Tisha has apologized for this situation. There was no reason for you to be in male kitchen talk about Tisha and Marceau. And that's just from a family standpoint. Y'all know I don't like Tisha. But her cousin went in foul and she, now she's trying to act like it, it, Tisha deserved it. She ain't deserved a shit, dude. You mad about some shit about four years ago. That Y'all both acknowledge that Tisha apologized for like you was dead ass wrong, and I don't care how you spin it. She and Mel, you uh, go she ahead. Was to, she was trying to get a bag, like, like, because we again, like you said, Mel is the executive producer on the show. Mel had an objective to get back at Tisha. She took advantage of you know one of her cousins that they know you know have a rocky relationship. She threw a bag and was like, "Listen, help me get back at this bitch who you don't like either." And you know, you come on the show, get your exposure, and get a bag. And her and Kiki went with it. Yep. And and trying to act like you don't understand the issue and blah blah blah. Like, come on, Kiki, come on, don't play in our face like that. Don't do that. Right. Don't not, don't do that. You can play on somebody else's face. Don't play on mine. And y'all do sit up and talk about Tisha. Because y'all was too comfortable sitting up talking about Tisha at that Christmas party. In front of Kimmy. In front. Like, literally, it just came out of left field. And you and, and they, somebody you, said, I'm surprised Destiny and Tisha not here. And then it was, oh, well, her marriage fucked up too, ain't it? What you say, Kiki? Like, huh? Right. But then won't but then expect me to believe that y'all haven't been y'all been friends for years, but ain't but y'all ain't talked about Tisha. Girl. A lie. A lie. A whole lie. Which brings me to Mel. You uh, you are the queen of throwing stones and hiding your goddamn hands. You don't like Tisha. You don't fuck with Tisha. Tisha don't fuck with you. But own that. You right. talks about that girl. You badmouth her. She just don't be standing at doors listening while you do it. You have said as many nasty things about Tisha as Tisha has said about you. So I'm very tired it. of you acting like you a victim. Y'all have shitted on each other publicly, privately, in y'all friend circles, and every fucking thing else. Y'all don't like each other. And it's okay to talk about a motherfucker you don't like if you feel like it. But own it. Stand up in it. You is not healed wholly and on the road to recovery. You don't like Tisha. And Tisha don't like you. And honestly, rightfully so. Y'all went to a point of no return with each other. And honestly, I don't see y'all ever becoming friends again. There are okay. boundaries that you... And that's okay. There are boundaries you don't cross in friendship that y'all both crossed. 
Mel, you you out of your mouth said, and they have rolled the footage on this a million times, and this is where dissension started. Martel didn't start cheating on you till he started hanging with Marceau. That's where it started at. Then Tisha started throwing jabs about how she'll never be you. And then Mel, you started throwing jabs talking about she already you. You know Marceau mistress and you know what the streets are saying and you know who he fucking and this, that, and the third. And then, uh, Tisha, you sat and watched your mama make uh, disparaging comments about their kids' hair and all other kind of shit and, you know, having conversations with the mistress and telling her how beautiful she is. I don't like calling her a mistress. That was his, that was his other wife. Right. Wife number two. So y'all have both gone beyond the threshold where you could repair anything in y'all friendship. And that's, and that's okay. okay. But Mel, stop pretending like it is Tisha keeping up so much havoc. No, it's you too. It be you too. Mm-hmm. You've thrown enough dirt that I fully understand why Tisha don't like you. And Tisha has thrown enough dirt that I understand fully why you don't like her. But just stop pretending. Specifically you, because you do caddy, you do petty shit, you do caddy shit, and then you try to act like you ain't never did it. We saw it at the Christmas party. You know what I It think? was a Christmas party. Why y'all was talking about Tisha? All right. Ain't this supposed to be ain't this supposed to be about Saint Nick and y'all up here talking about <laughs> up here talking about somebody that ain't even here. That nothing is holy about this at all. These halls are dicks with mess. The previews for the remainder of the season, it is about to get hot and heavy with mess, chaos, and calamity. Because in a preview, it Tisha confronted Marceau about being caught going to a hotel or motel with some other woman. And somebody in Tisha family has also spoke out about Marceau's infidelities. Mm. And Kimmy and not Kimmy, uh, Tisha and Mel, they shit is going to come to a head. Stormy and Destiny is going to come to a head. It's about to get good and messy on top of that, y'all. And the next couple weeks, get ready. We'll be, we will be picking up Love and Marriage Maryland. Okay. Indeed. With Monique coming back. Before we go. I just want to say that uh, I fully believe Nini when she says that there was a ton of racism on on them Housewives franchises, specifically Atlanta. I, I believe it. We saw it in real time when not a single soul checked Brielle for calling some random water bugs or bugs that is common to the, whatever area Nini stay in roaches we know that was racially motivated yes we know we know when you talk about roaches and shit with people having roaches and shit that is typically a dig at poor black people who who live in projects and you know uh subsidized housing and shit like that Mm -hmm. it's a racial dig you have never ever in your life heard nobody take a dig at white people by saying they got roaches We saw it in real time. And I absolutely believe it. When people when black people say they have faced racism at the hands of white people, I always believe them. Because white people are racist even when they don't know they're being racist. That's how deeply racism is embedded in non-black people when it comes to black people. But you filing this lawsuit while still being friends with Kim Zosiak to this day. Wait, they made up? Yes. They friends in real time. I Because I knew they fell out over the ropes thing, but I didn't know they got back friends. Became yeah, back friends. They, they start back speaking when Greg passed away and have been pretty close since then. Wow. I did not know that. Um, well, that's interesting. I hope you got your hands on some other pots because after you sue Bravo and NBC, 
you are going to be blacklisted from anything pertaining to Bravo and NBC ever again. I know that you thought when Greg passed that this might open up a door for you and Andy to get start back working together. And we call Andy out on his shit all the time. Mm-hmm. But you didn't call that man all kind of cokeheads and shit, and you think he finna give you a job back. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's true, you think he finna give you a job back after you have publicly berated him across every social media platform possible. And it, to be honest, Andy has been mighty gracious and not responding and clapping back. I mean, I also feel like Part of it is because while he could clap back, he also knows that. I mean, because we talk about it all the time. It's with with Housewives of Atlanta specifically. Nene and Housewives of Atlanta are synonymous. Like she made that show. Uh huh. So it's like he could clap back, but he also ain't that damn dumb. Because the minute he do, it's like now nah, Andy, now nah, we know Nene a lot, but now nah, you know good and goddamn well she made that fucking that specific franchise for you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but I, I, for me, more than anything, it's find other pots to get your hand in. If if the Bravo pot is soiled and tainted and it's gone bad, you don't need your hand in that. If it's as much racism as you say going on behind the scenes, you shouldn't want to work with Andy in no capacity. Yeah, because I feel like try your hand at own because, in my opinion, Love and Marriage Huntsville by itself by itself is better than quite a few of those real housewives franchises put together. Atlanta been dry for how many seasons now? Yes. Even Nene last season on there was dry. Potomac starting to fizzle out, which we gonna get there. Um, girl, <laughs> take your ass to own, try your hand at own. Because own turning out good mess TV and own got some other shows that we don't cover that I do watch that are that are good and messy. Yeah, ready to I, love own family or fiance own. Pretty like, much everybody has the consensus that yeah, Nini right, but we know she only doing this because she didn't get away. Yeah, and I hope she win. Shit, I love to see white people lose. I hope she win. But you got to know you'll never you'll never be able to get your hand back in that pot in any capacity. So it would be better. Give Carlos King a call. See what he could brew up. See what he got going. Um, before we go. Ashley Darby and Michael Darby are separated and that is the the first step in in filing for divorce and everybody applauding Ashley oh she played the long game she had them babies she sat for life she laid up with a predator and had two babies with him after countless accusations of sexual misconduct by him she is nobody's hero she is nobody's victory she is nobody's anything she is a she is a sexual assault apologist, and we saw her do it for that nasty, scummy white man in real time. Y'all not about to make her some type of martyr. Not on my watch. Yeah, I Ashley looked out for self and self only, and had a ba- had two babies with a man who is notorious for being accused of sexually assaulting uh, men. Yeah, I was saying he had them allegations before the first baby. So, no, please don't act like she did something spectacular. She's a fool. She She's a fool a, and she a bozo. Yeah, I was, Yeah, it was a real nasty work seeing y'all applaud that shit. Seeing women applaud that shit at that. And again, literally saw in real time Ashley on our damn TV screen in a, at a reunion in a room full of women, many of whom have been assaulted themselves, gaslight them and and say that they they just was out to get Michael for his own predatory behavior. We saw that. And y'all saw that. And now y'all applauding her. That's the, it's the, still the same motherfucker who did that. Nasty work with y'all. Nasty work with Very y'all in y'all politics. 
Yep. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm not here for none of that with y'all talking about uh she she left Michael after having two babies so she could have a paycheck. But other than that, she never cared about what Michael was doing. She she was an apologist, made excuses, acted like it didn't exist, or got offended when people would when people would bring it up. So, like, you know, I'm gonna say, listen, look, I'm gonna say this, and I don't care how y'all feel about it. If 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 capable and abusers, how you need to get a bag, bitch, get a job. Hello. With that said, we are out. We'll be back next week. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our Patreon. We hope y'all enjoyed that sneak peek into what we discuss on Ratchet Reloaded. Treat yourself to, to the $5 red noise level where you can hear all of the Ratchet Reloaded episodes. You can go back as far as you want to and, and get your laughs in. Um, we appreciate everybody's support. We'll be back next week. We out. Peace, niggas.